This ain't for no hipsters. No hipsters allowed. This is No Hipsters Pod. And people make mistakes. Yes. And it's okay. Of course. And you support them as they grow and develop their talents. Absolutely. I love to watch people grow. But if you made a mistake... I made a mistake! <laughs> no, 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 no. No, 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 no. I tried. If. If. You made a mistake. Oh, you better speak up. I almost lost my cool there. No, if I make a mistake, it's absolutely devastating. Why? Because it means I was never any good at anything to begin with? Duh, I'm obviously an imposter who sits upon a throne of lies. But that's not the case for other people? Of course not. Everyone deserves grace. Except for me. Episode 41, No Hipsters Pod. It's your boy Ron Say, the founder of NoHipstersAllowed.com and the host of No Hipsters Pod. And this week, our co-host is my girl, Teresa Kona. Teresa Sosa. Hi, how are you? I'm doing well. It's been a minute. I know. I'm glad to be back. Of course, of course, of course. Let's get right to it. This past week, actually, really like a day or two ago, uh, Monique went on the internet on instagram to be exact and made a five minute video admonishing black women for wearing bonnets in public and as we began to walk through the airport i saw so many actually too many to count and too many for me to tap but i saw so many of our young sisters in head bonnets scarves slippers pajamas, blankets wrapped around them, and this is how they're showing up to the airport. And it, I've been seeing it, not just at the airport, I've been seeing it at the store, at the mall. I've been seeing sisters showing up with these bonnets and headscarves and their slippers. And the question that I'm having to you, my sweet babies, when did we lose pride in representing ourselves? When did we step away of let me make sure I'm presentable when I leave my home. As you can imagine, there's been a lot of chatter about that. And it's funny. So this particular topic actually was trending a week ago. And it, I, I wonder if that has had to do with Monique bringing it up now. I mean, she claims that it was from her own personal experience. But this is a topic that was actually, you know, kind of uh, trending a week ago. So there's a lot of chatter. Um, and uh, I wanted to know what your thoughts were about what Monique said. Well, I personally, I love Monique. I um, me, me too. I actually, I, I do take a lot of what she says um, very seriously. Um, she is a very respectable woman and has come pretty far in her career. But I think people need to understand um, at what points to kind of just, you know, ignore auntie. Because, <laughs> like, <laughs> just... She she gets a little she gets a little bit caught up in herself um, because for where she said she was even having the experience it didn't make any sense like it that could not have been the first time that you saw somebody with a bonnet on their head boarding a plane it just it it just doesn't make sense that anybody that has ever lived in any type of area that has majority of black people living in there that you just have never. And this is just something that just is sitting on your heart now, today, in 2021. I just don't believe, I'm not buying it. Right. Well, I guess her point is not that it was her first time. I guess maybe it's the first time she's seen so many women do it. So maybe that was the point she was trying to make, that it's becoming more of a thing. Uh, that's, that's kind of what I got from it. Now, so 
personally, I really am, I would abstain from making any comments about what black women are doing or how they present themselves. I really think that's a conversation for black women and between black women. Amen. Uh, however, I will say that I find it somewhat interesting that this is coming from a woman who proudly did not shave her legs and <laughs> was like, and I mean, not that, I mean, Monique am I crazy for me? no, you're, you're absolutely right. You are hitting the nail right, <laughs> right on the head because Monique has never been the standard of what a woman should be. And so now she's gotten into this older age and she's really settled in on the, oh, hey, babies. As she has settled in on that personality, that that's now who she is. As if we, those of us who don't remember her from the 90s, don't remember like her jokes on stage or how she used to just tell people that skinny women were the devil. Like, there's a lot of things that she said and did that people could have tapped her on her shoulder and said, hey, baby. You shouldn't act like that. But instead, she's now telling us that we need to stop minding our own God-given business and go and mind somebody else's business. Because in their actual video, she even says, she was like, we need to be able to tap each other on the shoulder. And I looked around right. like, we who? Who is we? Yeah, she says she'll tap you on the shoulder when she sees you in public. I'm just giving y'all a warning. If I see you in the streets in the airport, in the Walmart, and you got a bonnet on, and you got slippers on, and you looking like, what the fuck? And Nikki gonna tap you and say, hey, baby girl, show you what you worth. Show you what you deserve. Who so my is, question to you. In 2021, <laughs> tap somebody on the shoulder and tell them what they should and shouldn't be doing, and let me tell you how that's gonna go for you. <laughs> We, I'm not tapping nobody on no shoulder and telling them what they should and shouldn't wear at the airport. Yeah, that, it's, that's a it's, bit much. Yeah, it's it's interesting and it's funny though, and, and not to you know, because I think you made a very good point about how she's gone from being, um, I guess, uh, take me as I am kind of woman to this new persona, and it's interesting because I'm and I'm not saying that it's bad that she's lost weight, but I also see that as you know, kind of a new kind of money. Cause she was, if you remember, very proud of being uh, big plus size mm-hmm. and, and, and almost kind of used to make it seem like, you know, like this is, this will never change, blah, blah, blah. So I do think that's an interesting development. Not that I'm not saying it's bad or good. I'm just saying that this is, you know, Definitely interesting and definitely a new Monique. And um, however, though, I think the the judgmental part isn't maybe so new because if you remember, she did do charm school on VH1. <laughs> that is <laughs> that is very true. As much as as much as she has accomplished, we cannot forget that she also did a charm whole school. entire series that was based around <laughs> judging people. <laughs> And also, you have to remember that produced a lot of memes that we use today. Fifteen years later, we have you know, yep, a lot of it. The clownery meme. We have the you know, is this who we are? Like, geez. is this what I represent oh, right. <laughs> with this with this is bonnet this on? Is this who you are? Is this what we represent? <laughs> oh my god, Monique is something else. I mean, and I will also say um, personally, I was raised in. Um, 
of the time of, yeah, your bonnet is a sleepwear. You don't wear that outside of the house. But similarly, I wouldn't wear my pajamas outside of the house. But I know people who, yeah, they would go to the grocery store in their pajamas. They would, you know, they would come to class in their pajamas. Yeah. I personally was not raised that way. Um, but yeah. I also don't feel as though that's something that I have to impose on other people. So I get what she's saying. Um, yeah. It's, it, it's a, I do feel like it's coming from a, a place of like love because um, her explanation did center around the fact that it is a representation and re- reflection on all of us. So right, right, I right. get it. I'm, I get. Listen, definitely. I don't think she meant harm for sure, and I'm not even necessarily criticizing her for whatever she said. I mean, I know a lot of people are taking issue with it. Um, I just, I just know that. Um, I just, I, I knew that, I knew exactly how people would respond. That's why I thought it was interesting. Now, of course, if people are throwing around the term respectability, which, of course, Twitter loves that term. <laughs> oh, she's she's playing respectability politics. And I get what they're saying. My issue with that, though, is that it almost kind of implies that respectability is not intrinsic to black people. Mm-hmm. And so that's where, like, I, I, it, it, I worry a bit. I mean... A friend of mine one time was saying that, yeah, like all the ideas that we associate with respectability are all things that are quote unquote Eurocentric, you know, everything from the dress to, you know, how the act, the way you act. Now, that part, I don't know that I agree. Like, I do think that, you know, some of this stuff, like, there are people in Africa who uh, present in a certain way, and this is, you know, absent of any. European influence. I, I do think that dignity is something that we we have mm-hmm. as well, and it's not always necessarily plain to like what white you know it's plain to the quote unquote white gaze as as people say. Mm-hmm. But you know it's it's interesting I, I, that that whole debate. I think I don't know. There's a lot of you know gray area there that I don't think has been addressed properly by the intelligentsia, if you will. Oh, Lord, Monique. <laughs> Ah, what can we do? But yeah, interesting debate, and it's definitely still ongoing because she was like still trending this morning. So we shall see where it goes. Let's change gears and talk about the hip hop Mount Rushmore for the decade twenty ten to twenty twenty. I guess the the, yes. the, 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 the twenty teens. So that, like, what are, what are, what are we going to call that? It's a, right. We have the nineties. We have the eighties. Yeah. This generation is going to have to come up with some something something cute. Right, 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 right. That yeah, isn't a mouthful. <laughs> right, exactly. But um, so yeah, the uh, Instagram page. Well, actually, so I think it's a, like a podcast. Rap ca- caviar. It's under the Spotify family. Yes. They made a tweet and they showed Mount Rushmore and they filled in three of the the faces with Drake, Kendrick Lamar, and J Cole, and. The, the last face had a question mark and say for the decade, uh, you know, 20 of the 2010s, uh, 20 teens, uh, who will be the fourth face? And of course, there's all types of debate. And I, I'm really confused because the obvious answer is, is Onika. Thank you. Thank you. It's Onika. Like Onika Mirage from Trinidad. Like, what are we talking about? Like, I, is I, how can anyone say anything different? Because they're sexist. I, I, I just, there, there is no other explanation how like any because first of all aside from drake the only person who's had as good of a run in that decade is Nicki minaj 
So yeah. she comes and she, to me, she comes before Kendrick. She comes before J. Cole. And so I was like, why is there any, like, why are people acting confused as to who the fourth name should be? Honestly, I don't even know if J. Cole should be on that mountain at all if we're being honest this is this is this is actually very interesting because as the as the meme populated it of course ended up in um one of my group chats um and i remember in the in the group chat specifically someone had actually stated um they were like hey you know can you guys answer but i only want the guys to answer because i want to I want to give a response to someone and I want to sound like I know what I'm talking about. And, you know, just, you know, being a little cheeky, I said, well, if you want to sound like, you know what you're talking about, why do you want the guys to answer? Um, and it just, it was, it was very clear that like, you know, rap still is referred to as something that like, Oh, this is a guy's right. Thing. Right. Right. Like, and it's, it's not, it, it is, it is, it is changed. It may have started that way, but there has been powerhouse after powerhouse, of female rappers that have proven themselves. And yet people still look at it as if you were female, you have to prove yourself when no one questioned right. the other three people who were immediately put on my, nobody asked it, it's how many, cr- how many it's number wild. ones does Kendrick have? <laughs> nobody said how many, how many concerts has he sold out? Nobody's asking that. But if you actually were to take the statistics and break it down of the people who've been mentioned, people, another name that was thrown out there was future. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people say future, which to me, if you said future before Nicki Minaj, you definitely have right. to look at look at like whether or not this was a sexist response. And, you um, have to, and we have to wonder if you're smoking crack as well. Ex- like, <laughs> like you can't you can't possibly say like oh well because I like this song better like I, or is it you know, a lot of times people will compare like the Stanhood and the their, the barbs are way bigger than any other standhood in that time frame than anyone other than right. the, the beehive. Like no one was afraid of any other buddies. Well, the, the, the club, the quote unquote hip hop heads love to do this thing where they start like disregarding like popularity when it's inconvenient for them because they never like talk about how like popularity is a bad thing when Kendrick Lamar is like racking up number one albums and number one singles. But as soon as it's someone that maybe just doesn't fit their taste, you know, maybe it's Drake or Nikki, then all of a sudden popularity no longer matters. So it's just, it's, it's the movie of the goalpost that really pisses me off. And I think I mean, aside from like popularity, I think Nikki has produced more iconic verses than mm-hmm. Kendrick and J. Cole combined in that decade. If we're like, you know, whether it's the monster, uh, you know, verse or, oh you know, yeah, like all the, the my, my niggas uh, remix verse, like she's done so many amazing, like she's, she has really shown herself to be a master at her craft. And it's crazy that people are still so willing to question her at this point in career. So, yeah, it is, it is sad, but, um, I would definitely say that there's, um, people who are true rap fans who are going to actually look deeply into, um, who conquered that decade and, and they're not going to leave. There's no way that you can leave Nicki Minaj out. She's not from the earlier decade of the early two thousands. That was, right. that was mixtape Nicki, but we actually got, 
Nikki, who had a number one on the charts for her right for years 20, and years. Yeah, 2010 is when it actually started. That's when we got the MonsterVerse. Mm-hmm. That's when Pink Friday dropped. That was cheap. At the very beginning of that decade is when she really rose to prominence outside of, like, the mixtape circuit. And so you, you just can't take that away from her. So, yeah, put some respect on her name. Let's talk about Doja Cat. And just, Ooh, how, yes. just how excellent she is proving herself to be. Uh, she's also, Doja actually, I will say, is actually uh, one of Nikki's sons. Yes. Quote unquote. She's, she's, yes. I mean, she's very much. One of my sons. She, yes. Yes, she's yes, very yes. much. She's very much like of the same style. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and that's why I thought it was so cool that she had Nikki on the Say So remix. Mm-hmm. And actually, yeah, that was, yeah, that was might have been Nikki's first number one, wasn't it? It was. Like, yeah, so so good for Nikki. But yeah, Doja Cat has been just killing it as a live performer recently. And right now, I don't really see anyone else doing it like she's doing it right now. So I want to know what your thoughts are. First of all, she performed at, at iHeart Awards uh, this past week, killed it. Performed at Billboard Awards like th- this past weekend, killed it as well. And like she just keeps giving us new, like this, performing like the same songs a lot of the time, just giving us new angles, like adding new, new you know, little things here and there and just breathe a new life into the song i I really think she is just giving the kind of effort that we need to see in our Mm -hmm. live performers so thoughts um so i i love doja um yeah i had to you know turn down the love when uh, she was a little under fire however my first my first impression of doja was um of course when moo went viral um the the cow song (laughs) and i thought it was I thought it was crazy because I was like, this is actually pretty well put together (laughs) and it's about nothing. Um, So I I went down the rabbit hole of going through her videos and I got to a video where she was imitating female rappers. She was imitating Cardi. She was imitating um, Mickey and she was really, really good at it. And Mm. you can tell that like she was a student of this and students tend to do something very interesting when they're studying somebody where they're able to pick the parts that you did wrong and they're able to kind of revamp it. Exactly. And I feel like Doja studied Nicki Minaj and she is the valedictorian of the (laughs) Nicki Minaj school because she was not only able to say that, all right, I'm going to be the lyricist. I'm going to be able to, you know, also give you guys uh, a little bit of vocals. Mm-hmm. And she um, can actually sing. Like, oh, you know, she can yeah. sing well. Yes. Yeah. And she's very theatrical just by nature. Um, and you can tell that she, she puts her personality into this creativity. You can yeah. very much see it. You can feel it. Um, and it's, it's refreshing too, because that level of creativity out there exists with this younger generation. And so yeah. we're tired of seeing the Nicki Minaj formula recreated and and regurgitated and given back to us. And someone else was like, well, I took the formula and I remixed it and I'm giving you Nikki. I'm giving you Gaga. I'm giving you, I'm giving you art. And Doja was able to capture that. And she needed that. She really needed that with the way that everybody kind of threw her to the side. She needed to, to really come back and show everybody right. this is why I, I rose in the first place. And it's funny because you were actually on the podcast the day that we spoke about the whole, you know, the the feet in racial chat rooms. Yes. <laughs> so she was showing feet in racial chat rooms. <laughs> 
I'm sorry, Doja girl. I'm sorry. This is a clip that you hear, that you hear but girl, I could not. And Why look were you at even us. in that mess? Yeah. <laughs> Why were you there? A year later. <laughs> Why was you there? But look, a year later, as she, as she, I think she's fully recovered from that, you know, scandal. And I love to see it, honestly. Yeah, same. Let's talk about Danny Boy. Now, if you don't know who Danny Boy is, Danny Boy is uh, an R&B singer who was signed to Death Row Records in the mid-90s. And he was actually on two Tupac singles towards, like, the end of his, really, the end of his life. Uh, he was on Toss It Up with Casey and JoJo, and he was also on I Ain't Mad At You. So he gave an interview this week where he... Uh, kisses and tells pretty much. He's, he talks about how he and Mary J. Blige had quote-unquote relations in the early 90s. You know what it is when a girl back up on you you young and shit, and I'm trying to show her that yeah, she ain't phasing me. I'm hard as goddamn. <laughs> She's backing up against me. This Mary J. Blige. And uh, quite nicely, I mean, you know, I don't even know if you're supposed to say you had you supposed to say you had sex with people on camera. Anyway, whatever. I'm not quite sure, but... Relations. Yeah, we had relations. That's a good way. (laughs) (laughs) And it goes into a great amount of detail about how, like, they were in a hotel room and that Suge had called him to, and then May was hiding from Casey. I think they had just broken up. Um, And uh, how she flew him out to New York a couple times after that. And it's really just, like, I mean... It's his story. He can do what he wants with it. But like, who asked on it? Right? Why this? Why now? But also, it's now like kind of creating a bit of controversy because he claims he was 15, 16 when this started, and so people were like, "Uh oh, like uh, Mary." <laughs> yeah <laughs> so that's the other angle so i mean now of course some people have kind of uh challenged this story because based on like you know the timeline he's saying he messed with mary like you know when in 95 or whatever that he was possibly you know 18 or but he says he was 15 16 i mean he never actually gives a year about when it starts but some people are challenging him and, and how old he really was however the whole thing's a mess thoughts Honestly, I, (laughs) well, I'm never a fan of um, the whole entire kiss and tell uh, situation with celebrities. I genuinely, truly feel like uh, when these stories tend to arise, it has a little bit more to do with um, trying to remain relevant rather than like, this is something that is of interest. I don't know. Um, So when the story came up immediately, my first thought was like, you know, who asked you? Who asked you? Who asked you to even be speaking on this years later? Right. Yeah. And then my my next thought was was that um, it's really interesting how men reflect on um, statutory rape or or rape-like situations. True. Um, Because if 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 it was rape, even in your at your big age, why are you now? deciding that the way in which you are going to let the world know is this what i just i, I didn't i didn't what's what's the purpose what's the reason no, i mean reason. Yeah, i think you might have a book coming out or something I mean, that that's because I, I i think i, I watched like an, yeah i watched an extended clip where it sounded like he mentions a book but uh yeah it's really really like hmm, like okay what's the reason yeah. what right yeah the reason? <laughs> what is the reason what? but not <laughs> 
you bring up a very, very valid point about just, you know, sex and the way the different, you know, sexes look at sex and how his, his body language, he was smiling. He was like, he was yeah. acting like, you know, hey, we just talking. He was like, you know, I might have been 15, 16, dealing with this. I mean, he, 20. Wow. Yeah. He, he was proud of himself. I mean, think about it. She was a star and, you know, I... I I can kind of get that part, and maybe he doesn't see it as trauma because, mm. you know, like, like, like I said, I don't know. Was, he, he, he came it, off a little touched. Yeah, he came off a little slow. Like, oh, he did. Mm, yeah, like, <laughs> like he wasn't sure. Like, he didn't know. Like, uh, just like, yeah, like it was a bragging point, and it's almost like, wait a second, I don't think he knows that this is wrong. Yeah, but think, do you remember when Lil Wayne was bragging about his own? <laughs> Situation. I, I got raped when I was 11, Twist. And I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> I ain't never pressed charges. I'm gonna do you like baby them did me. Yeah. I'll never forget that day. Yeah, no, they was all in the kitchen. I was scared. It was cool. There was about this many niggas and shit, too, in that bit. I'll never forget the word. Suck like why ain't let dick. <laughs> I do and I actually remember watching that video and telling people like this is a very awkward video to watch yeah. because yeah. even the people in the room who are laughing they all look like should we be laughing yeah is this, uh, you is were this okay yeah <laughs> you know so hmm. yeah I, just, I genuinely and truly feel like one um it's not fair to marry um if if that is if that is what truly actually happened, that you know she was older and took advantage of this young man, um, then I genuinely and truly feel like you know there's a different way in which he could have handled it, especially considering the amount of time that has passed and um, just mm. considering their relationship because it doesn't sound like they had a negative relationship or as if you know it was without his consent. Right. But, okay. So, question. My question to you: Would you be as generous if the if the sexes were reversed? If this was a twenty four year old man and a, a a woman who was claiming she was sixteen at the time, even if she was reminiscing as fondly, would you be as generous towards the older party? No. Okay. That's fair. I love. I, I like the honesty. I like the honesty. <laughs> no, I would be. I would be. I would be a little bit. I'd be a little bit more uh, tough about it. Um, okay. Simply, simply because I just, I genuinely just am, am, am more triggered, and I feel like our world is a bit biased in terms of like who whom we're allowed to protect. So okay. black men typically aren't protected in these situations of like rape and um, statutory rape, especially. So um, it's not. I guess it's it's just not something that I naturally would just think like, oh, he needed to be protected. If he looks like, hey, I enjoyed it and he's smiling, my my natural reaction would be that, okay, then why are you doing this? <laughs> mm. <laughs> why are you doing this to her? Mm. So mm. I don't, I mean, I, I double standards. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I love that you're fessing up to it. That's all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Moving along, let's talk about Sean Love Combs, who posted a po- a picture 
on Thursday for Throwback Thursday uh, of himself and his ex-girlfriend from 20 years ago, Jennifer Lopez, uh, with the with the caption, hashtag TBT in all small letters. <laughs> all of y'all are going, oh my, oh my gosh, all of y'all are going to hell for this. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Why, what? like, why this? Why now? I mean, what's wrong with Diddy? Let me tell you something. I, I'm, I know all the Scorpios are gonna get really mad at this. I'm not shocked that okay. Diddy decided to be petty when his ex decided that she was gonna move on and she was gonna spin the block with somebody who she was with. I am not shocked that Diddy claims to still be in love with Kim Porter is now jumping out the window to say, well, remember this because Scorpios do this. Scorpios Mm. do this. It's a very petty move. It is. But I'm sure I'm sure it's actually, it's, actually, it's giving narcissist on the low, honestly. <laughs> Don't you think? It it very much is. But Diddy is one of those problematic people. It just uh, we hear all these stories about Diddy fighting people at random parts. Like who yes. was it that he fought? Um, he fought J Cole. J Cole. He fought J. Drake. J Cole <laughs> looks like he's been living off of the grid peacefully, peacefully, <laughs> and wasn't. <laughs> Was minding his business. Like, for you to fight J. Cole, like, what were you on that day, my dude? Well, like, the rumor is that he tried to do something to Kendrick Lamar, and then J. Cole is defending Kendrick. That's that's the rumor. No one really knows what happened for sure, but, like... I wasn't uh, there, and I can tell you it was Diddy's fault. Oh, yeah, definitely. I don't doubt it. I don't, <laughs> I don't doubt it. I don't doubt I it. I wasn't there, and I'm put my money on. It was right. that problematic nigga right over there. It was him. <laughs> It was him. He's the problem. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. I mean, because I mean, like, like, where does J. Cole get off starting a fight with Diddy anyway, right? So it, right. Had, to be, it had to be Diddy. So, yeah. It just is like, sense. he's, it's like, he's some, somebody who is like, you know what? Shit's been a little bit too calm. Let me go over there and call <laughs> the issues. And I learned this from watching three seasons of Making the Band. I learned yes. that about his personality, where it was like, you know what? Shit's going right. It looks like they're all getting along. It looks like this is going to work out. Fuck that. I'm going to go fuck shit up. Like, it's just like <laughs> something in his spirit is like, mm, I could too very much, well. Too, yeah, too much peace and happiness. Yeah, <laughs> I, I could very well, like, just be peaceful and calm, but I'm going to choose violence. Now you got to walk and get the cheesecake. Like, why? What is the purpose? What did they learn? What was the reason? Was Again. What was... <laughs> Again, like, what was your... There was no... Go- and the thing is, is, as a child, when I was watching Making the Band, and I saw that scene. My first thought was, was that, wow, they're going to learn so much from that. They're going to learn how to be resilient. They're going to learn how to persevere. And as, a, as an adult, I, when I watched back on it, I was like, they should have whooped his ass. What is wrong with you? Yeah. Like, he, are you kidding? He's quite something. It's he insanity. The behavior is very odd. And I know that there are other people who were writing him and were telling him like, yo, you're wild. You're crazy. And this man probably was like in a jacuzzi somewhere giggling. Cackling. Right. Yeah. With the JLo photo thing, a lot of people actually were not even taking it lightly. Like people thought it was quite bogus of a move. And I mean... I wasn't as, like, mad about the whole thing. Like, whatever. These are just rich, famous people. It's none of my business. But some people really have had strong feelings about this, you know? It is it is harassment. Um, And I do think that a lot of times um, men 
and and with some women, um, they don't necessarily look at it as that way because they they do feel entitled to old memories. Um, but it's just, I feel like it's the same thing as like you know when you break up with someone and you have like nudes, you should delete that. Like, yeah, it's an old memory, Absolutely. but like this does not belong to you anymore. This person doesn't belong to you, and you trying to now flex that you have some sort of ownership over that person is mm. actually insane behavior. It is disrespectful, and it is it could be triggering for that person. So mm. it, it's borderline harassment. And when someone says to leave them alone or that they're done with you, let that be that. Right. You know, you actually use some key words. I'm going to read one of the tweets about this. Uh, the person uh, says, this is a man who truly believes he owns women, whether they're with him or an ex that left him. Diddy is a manipulator, period. So that's just one example of what people said. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. strong, strong feelings about this one. Strong feelings. Winners and losers, Teresa. Since you are the guest host, I will let you go first. Who are your winners okay. and losers? So um, my winner is Naomi Osaka. Did I say her last name correctly? Osaka? Yes, you did. Yes, yes you, okay. you did. You did. You did. Thank So, um, yes, my winner is Naomi. I love this girl. Um, and she is currently in, like, this battle of whether or not to um, do the excuse me yes to do the conferences and the thing is is that i i understand um what she's saying and i genuinely and truly feel like the grand slam um panel that sent her the letters yes um, they were urging her to participate in these interviews and they were claiming that the reason why that she needed to participate is because it gives her an unfair advantage to not be a part of the interviews when the fact of the matter is is that in that statement and you just saying that you're actually acknowledging how much it takes out of the the person yeah yeah so it's not it's not some 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 innocuous point in your in your job where it's like oh i have to now file paperwork and she just doesn't want to do it um additionally they acknowledge that like oh they they care about her mental health and that they have ways in which um they can you know assist with mental health and they don't list any of them they immediately jump right to, but if you miss multiple interviews, then um, this is going to continue to escalate. So right. it really, it really showed that what she was standing for made complete sense. So I'm, I'm cheering for, her, I'm rooting for her, I'm watching the whole entire thing um, play out, and I just yeah. love her and Corday. I think they're um, really smart, um, focused young kids yeah. that um, they're blazing their own trail. So I'm here for that. Yeah. So actually, you know, the code of conduct says that she was liable to a $20,000 fine for each press conference she skips. So the 15,000 actually was uh, a smaller amount than what the, than what the rule book says. However, they're threatening to expel her from the tournament, which I think is kind of extreme. Uh, Cause that, that joint statement that the, the grand slams put out yesterday in it somewhere says, you know, like he, she could be defaulted from, the French open and suspended from future tournaments. And so I, do you think, first of all, do you think they could actually go through with it? Cause I really feel like the, the backlash will be quite terrible. However, I, I do see what they're saying about, you know, like it, it's key for every player to be treated equally in the matter of their status. But, um, what, what are your thoughts about the possible expulsion and the argument about whether or not it's fair for someone to skip out on this obligation? Um, so I don't think they'll be able to do it. 
I think that um, they're bluffing. They're not going to be able to suspend her from the tournament. Um, I truly hope that she stands her ground on this. Um, and she, and she, I mean, if they do, if they do suspend her, I feel like the blowback is going to be, it's going to be huge. Mm. This is one of the youngest, brightest stars that have kind of, you know, risen to prominence, um, in a while, especially in tennis. Um, so there's, I mean, there's, there's a lot of older players, um, that have, you know, put in the work and they've, they've done everything and that's not to take away from them or to say that the um, tournament can't happen without Naomi, but it's just the fact that there's so many eyes that are now on this sport because you have this young black woman who was able to defeat one of the best athletes alive. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is also now using her platform for multiple things that she feels as though are important. And this is something that truthfully aligns with it. So people can truly see that she's not doing this to get an unfair advantage because she doesn't need one. So for them to imply that, Hey, this person may possibly get an unfair advantage. So that would be the a reason for suspension. You would have to prove that she would even need one. This woman has already been, you know, considered a favorite to win. Right. Right. So a lot of her fans, I feel like would, um, definitely be greatly disappointed. I feel like, you know, a lot of people would, um, come down on, um, the, uh, the federation, but I also feel like the, um, the blowback could also mean that, you know, tennis, which is a sport that's very traditional. (laughs) Yes. Very, very traditional, like super traditional. (laughs) Um, I, I feel like tennis finally is going to have to have some, some give, which has not happened before. Yeah. Well, it doesn't listen, matter how many black people play it. Right, they right, are right. not budging. <laughs> right. I mean, the good news is that she made $55 million this past year. She's the highest paid uh, female athlete in history. Actually, broke her record. She, she became the highest paid female athlete in history last year when she made $37 million, but she broke her record. She yeah, did. so she, she, she could afford I, I feel like part of that is why people are kind of bitter about this, is that she can actually afford, you know, $200,000 in yeah. fines. <laughs> so, so that yeah. was probably what they used to be able to trap other players into doing exactly as they wanted. Right. You cannot right. do that with somebody who says, I mean, and not only that, for her to have made that much and the girl is 24, 25. Yeah, 24. She she, she is 24 years old. She has made that much at 24. That is an age where you can lose it and get it back. Right. (laughs) That's just how much she's made up until this point. Right. That's not even half her life. Yeah, she's not. Listen, she turns 24 this year. She's actually 23. She's not even 24 yet. Yeah, she's a she's a whole she's a baby. So she so, this is this is play money for her in comparison okay. to how much she will make for years and years. Ex- to come. Exactly. The so. worst thing they can do is they can try to convince her that she doesn't have any say or she doesn't have any power in this, and that she needs to try to move along with how they they want to move. That's the worst thing that they can do. Yeah, and that's what they're doing with the whole uh, threat of expulsion. So we'll see how that goes. Honestly, I'm really interested to see if they can actually go through with that. So. We will watch this one, but anyways, yes. who are your other winners? Um, so I do actually have a, one more winner, which actually is uh, my boo, Simone Biles. Who oh, yes. Uh, Yurichenko, double pike. Um, she's the first woman to ever compete 
this and it is like the height on it is absolutely amazing. Um, so in terms of, um, black women athletes that are also out here killing it, I'm going to give it to Simone and to Naomi. Um, so both of them are my winners Love and, um, I would have to say my losers would, um, be the Karen that thought that she was going to, (laughs) she was going to sue, um, for defamation. I believe it is. Yeah. Amy Cooper. AKA yes. Central Park Karen. Park Karen. Central yeah. Park Karen. Yes. Um, so this is the crazy thing. People really were responding to this and they were all jumping up like, this is why you press charges. This is why you yes. press charges. This is why you don't go yes. easy on these people. Because when you do, but- then they try to find some little bit of leeway and some bit of um, just absolution for what they've they've done and Mm -hmm. that's exactly what she did and the craziest part is is that too many people know her story for this to even be possible she she's crazy honestly and the reason why that story didn't even get more attention as much as it did get said that video actually hit the internet the same day george floyd died and so that took the headlines but really she really probably deserved more than what she got and uh chris cooper the guy no relation was actually uh quite generous in not pressing charges because I, I definitely would have pressed charges so yeah absolutely i i mean i i understand people who have the the forgiveness in their heart but i don't got it yeah me neither <laughs> Me I don't got it. You me neither. Somebody that's not me. <laughs> yeah. Yep. All right. So uh, my winner is uh, King Harris, son of Tip and Tiny Harris. Uh, he went viral. First of all, let me preface this by saying I do not condone violence of any kind, especially gun violence. However, he was uh, seen in a viral video where someone who appeared to be a grown man was uh, confronting him about who knows what, and he reaches for a bag <laughs> in his car and uh, looks like he was about to do something. He got a lot of kudos from people on the internet. I, I, I have to say, I was you know, somewhat impressed, honestly. Yeah. It was like, you know, he, like, handled it, he handled it exactly as he should. <laughs> right. Like you, you're, you're big and you're grown and you're stepping in my face. Like, right. Right. Like you're going to do something to me. So yeah, it, it was, it was, it just, I, was, I was shocked, honestly, but uh, you know, he's, I guess his, his point was, he listened, don't think cause you know, I'm not a, a famous couple's kid that I can't, you know, protect my myself. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> But yeah, we will never know what was in that bag, but uh, I have a few guesses. So uh, <laughs> moving, moving on. Uh, so my losers, I have a few losers this week. Uh, my first loser would be everyone who's response to the rap caveat tweet 
about the forest face of Mount Rushmore was anyone other than Nicki Minaj. If you said any other name, you are a you loser lost. this week. Like, absolutely. <laughs> and then my second loser would be Jim Jones, who was uh, in an interview with Kendra G and, uh, and her colleagues at uh, the WCGI in Chicago. And she asked him about uh, never getting married to Chrissy Lampkin. And he mm. responds with, like, ask her if she's married or if her mama was ever married. You know, Jim, I, I, don't, I don't think you're associated with any more love and hip-hop, but I remember the first season how you and your family, we fell in love with your mom. We fell in love with your relationship with Chrissy. And, you know, us females, we still have this once, and you're probably so tired of this question, but I'm going to ask it anyways. Is there still pressure for you and Chrissy to get officially married? No. You married? I'm not married. Your mama married? My mother wasn't married either. All right, then. So that should answer your question. Why are you worried about me getting married? <laughs> I, listen, I knew listen, I knew you was going to come with it, Jim. I knew I you was going to come know. with it, but as you're a female, about, I still talking to, to about, the You're talking to me about something that you haven't fulfilled or your mama hasn't fulfilled. So you right, should worry but, about what's going on in my house. You should try to figure out what's going on in yours. Okay. I was like, oh. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, what? It was... Oh my gosh! People yeah. are choosing <laughs> violence all over the place. I'm like, if you hate her, just say you hate her. <laughs> like, yeah, I was like, what? It was really, really aggressive. So yeah, oh definitely. God. All of my friends that are listening, please don't ever let me date somebody that's beef with me like this. Like, <laughs> why? Why are you beefing with me in public? Oh right, right. No, but this is not like I mean, this is like you're asking. This is an interviewer asking you a question. Like she, like she's asking you something that was on television. She's allowed to ask opinion. that, yeah. And not only that, you should be expecting that. Like, what? What else can we ask you about? Right. It's not like you put out music in the last like fifty, or at least music of note in the last fifteen years. So yeah, odd, odd behavior, but. All right, my next loser uh, would be Portia Williams for tattooing that man's <gasps> name on her neck. Portia! <laughs> a new fiancé. She apparently tattooed his name on her neck. I got my fiancé's middle name no, tattooed on my neck. Yeah. You got your what? You, you got what? your what? You got what? Simon's I name got my, on your neck? His middle name tattooed on my neck. Yeah, I think it's a beautiful way to show you love somebody. Interesting. It's sweet. <laughs> I have not seen said tattoo. I did see her in the interview talking yeah, about she's, yeah, said she's, tattoo. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, I've seen the clip. I haven't seen the tattoo, but she, she spoke about it on, on the radio. So, But I will say that the area that she says she got it in is definitely a hideable area. Okay, good. And, um, and, and depending on how close it is to like her actual hair and her scalp, it's going to likely flake. Oh, and it's going to likely peel smart, and it's going smart. to fade very a lot quicker than Quickly, other parts yeah. of your body. Yeah. Um, so I, I mean I think Portia Portia knew what she was doing a little bit. It's a little it's a little gutsy. It's a little yeah, gutsy. I would hope, I, but for forty million dollars, yeah. I'm getting a tattoo too. <laughs> Forty million dollars. Wow! I am judging, but okay, okay. Heard you, heard you. I mean, maybe All not right. the chest. I'm, yeah, forty million dollars. Everybody can buy name this. Portia said. <laughs> Portia said, "I'm a stick beside him." I'm a stick right. beside him. <laughs> 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 I'm a 
beside him. Clearly, okay. clearly. Well, more power to her and her tattoo. But yeah, my final losers will be racist NBA fans who've been acting crazy this past week. So just what last is going night. On? I know, right? Just last night in Boston, one threw a water bottle at Kyrie Irving's head and just missed. So he actually got arrested and uh, has been charged with assault and is banned for life from uh, TD Garden. And um, another incident last week was um, with um, Russell Westbrook, who actually he's been particularly like unlucky with fans. But this one was uh, someone who threw popcorn. Oh, popcorn. They dumped the popcorn. Yeah. Yeah. And then that same day at another game, uh, a fan spat on Trey um, oh yeah, what's his, what's his like? Trey Young. Yeah, Trey Young. Young. So, so this is all, like all happening like same day for those two incidents, but like in the last week, like just fans are acting crazy, and so I believe the fan who spat on him was actually so he got identified and also banned. So these these people are stupid. Like you're you're on TV when you're doing this shit. Like why why would you? risk your like just your reputation like in some cases people get fired the guy who actually uh got into it with russell westbrook two years ago ended up getting fired and kicked out of a pilot uh program he was enrolled in like so why act like you have some sense everyone like yeah you're not like a, a just a random anonymous person on the internet you're in person at an nba game that is you know filled with cameras and witnesses but I mean, to be to be a little bit honest, they've been able to get away with that for quite some time, especially depending on you know where the fans' seats were. Right, <laughs> they right, were able right. To, you know, they were able to kind of get in their face and say these things, and um, I think that the lines of like how far you're able to go changed um, when the pandemic happened and right. um, we were faced with a lot of um, racial tension going on in the world. So, right, um, right. you yep, know, the right. NBA is trying. The NBA cares, I guess. So, yeah, let's, let's hope um, so. we'll see. We'll see. Now, before I leave, I want to actually say that today marks 100 years since the Tulsa Race Massacre. And I urge everyone, if you've never read about it, because it's a surprising amount of people actually don't know the details of that massacre. If you haven't read about it, I, I urge you to do so. Uh, and it's just, you know, I, let's definitely take a moment to think about that particular incident. Teresa, before we head out, let the people know where they can find you on social media. Okay, well, you can find me at R-E-E-S-I-E underscore Rich, R-I-C-H, and that is on Instagram and on Twitter. But on Facebook, if you uh, fancy me there, you can just look me up by my name and um, send me a request. And also let the people know where they can find you for uh, uh, living, um, living living single. Living single, yes. yeah. Um, I, so I co-host Living Single on Mondays, so you can okay. find us on Instagram at L-I-V-N-S-I-N-G-L-E, live, the letter N, single. Um, we'll be going live on tour in the fall, starting Love in it. September. So um, those dates will come out soon, and I'll hopefully see everybody. Love to see it. Love to see it. All right, episode 41. No, here's the spot. Talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.